I have trouble coming out of a moment with the Spirit, <laughs> with God. It's, I don't want that to end. I don't want that to stop. God, we just, we continue to in- invite you to move, move among us right now. Can we uh, just thank our prayer team for always being available to the Lord and for praying over everyone? Thank you. You guys are amazing. And we just, we just want to honor you. Thank you, guys. I don't even know where you are now because I can't see, but thank you. <laughs> um, if you're new here or maybe we haven't had the opportunity to meet yet, I'm Erica Newt. I'm the worship director here. And today, I have a new hat on. I am giving the message, which is always a little bit different for me, but I am super excited because I believe the Lord has something he wants to share with you today, and I believe that the Lord has partnered with me this morning to share that with you. So as I was preparing this message, I was thinking about how we are in the series of surrender. And in the series, has any of you um, had an encounter with God during this series that was new, heard his voice in a new way during this series? Yes, Joy has. Has anyone else had an amazing encounter with the Lord during the series of surrender? Yes. Oh God, you are so good. You know, he is wanting to continue to encounter us, and he's wanting to continue to grow our relationship. And as I was praying about this message and and trying to put it together, I was relying on the history that I had with the Lord and our intimate connection that we have together. And I put this message together, and on Wednesday, I was praying yet again, God, is this what you have for your people this week? And I felt like he said no. (laughs) So... But he did give me a word, uh, which I'll share in a minute. But on Wednesday, I was pursuing him. I was wanting to to have that word. Is it yes or no? What, What do you have for your people this Sunday? And so this is what I did. I sat in my living room alone. I got all cozied up with my blanket and my Bible and my coffee. And I just sat there and I said, okay, Google, play Soaking in His Presence instrumental worship music. Because that's what I do. I like to have some Soaking in His Presence music as I pray. And as I was praying and I was coming with my agenda and my questioning, I was saying, you know, Lord, what do you have for your people this morning or for Sunday? What do you have for them? What would you like me to say? What, what do you have for them And I just kind of kept going in this circle of, what do you want me to do, Lord? And he just fell in the room. And he stopped me in my tracks. And I just felt his presence with me. And I, I had to resist the temptation to keep asking him to answer my question. I had to resist that temptation. And I just said, okay, I'm available, Lord. I'm available, and I want to soak in this moment. I want to sit in this moment as long as I can. And when the Holy Spirit rests on you, and it it has this feeling of comfort and an embrace, and almost like this weighted blanket. And I just felt his presence there, and I was like, I want to sit in this as long as I can. And so I did. I just sat there. And, and then it ended. <laughs> there was no magical thing that happened at the end. I just, I, I 
afterward, I just, I just said, yeah, Lord, it is all about your presence. It is all about you. I want to continue to encounter your presence. And I want that for everyone else to encounter your love, to encounter your presence. Because like Darian was saying earlier, it's those encounters that lead us closer to the Lord and that lead us into intimacy. And so later on that evening, the Lord did download something that he wanted me to share with you. And it was completely different than what I had originally planned. So I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> thank you, Jesus. All right. So it was a completely different message than I had initially planned to share with you, but it's God. I know it's what he wants for you this morning. And so we're going we're gonna to go into it. What he wanted me to share with you is... Moses. He wanted me to share with you Moses' pursuit of the Lord. Moses pursued the presence of God. He pursued his relationship with the Lord. And he was blessed because of his pursuit. And the Lord partnered with Moses because of his pursuit. And the Lord continued to partner with Moses because of his pursuit. And that is what I believe God is calling us to, is to pursue him, to continue to pursue meeting with him, continue to pursue his presence. And so I'm going to read through all of Exodus, and it's going to be a really long just sit down of me reading that. I'm just kidding. If you didn't get that, that was a joke. <laughs> I will not do that to you. Um, although his word is amazing, but you can read it on your own. Okay. So let's, let's start with Moses. He's, he's already, so the point of the story, the point in the story is that Moses has already led the Israelites out of Egypt. So the Lord has partnered with Moses and they've led the Israelites out of Egypt. And now they are parked. They've made camp at Mount Sinai. And the Lord has always wanted to dwell with his people. He's always wanted to be close to his people. And so Moses and the Lord have this place where they meet called the Tent of Meeting. And this is a temporary place because the Lord has asked Moses to build a tabernacle. And that's to come. And he's given him all these instructions on how to build that. But temporarily, they have this tent of meeting where they meet. And so I'm going to read from Exodus 33, uh, 7 and 8. It was Moses' practice to take the tent of meeting and set it up some distance from the camp. Everyone who wanted to make a request of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the, meeting, to the tent of meeting, all the people would get up and stand in the entrances of their own tents. They would all watch Moses until he disappeared inside. So what we can learn from this, what we can see Moses doing is setting up the tent away from all the distractions. And he is setting up a place of meeting with the Lord and it's a regular thing. He makes it a practice to spend time with the Lord. So Moses, this is after 
Moses has already seen incredible miracles, has already had incredible encounters with God, and he's still saying, I'm going to go and make a practice of spending time with the Lord away from others and to build my relationship with God. And I think that's super powerful. And we can be encouraged by that as well. I think it's important that we also make it a practice. We go and spend time with the Lord. We go and focus on him. How many of you, maybe you don't want to raise your hand. (laughs) How many of you have trouble maybe reading the Bible? Would you say you do? Okay, we have some courageous people. Thank you. So how do you find that when you're in when you're making a practice, it makes it easier? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> when we make it a practice, it makes it easier to to read the Bible. But I'm going to tell you the biggest the biggest hint or the biggest clue, the biggest way to improve your Bible reading. You read the Bible not to be more knowledgeable about God, but to know God. That is why we read his word. We're not trying to gather information. We are coming to the Father. We are coming to encounter the Lord, and we are coming to understand his language. Because when we read the Bible, we learn his language. And through the Surrender series, Darian has been, has been leading us through listening prayer. At the end of his messages, he's been leading us into moments of asking the Holy Spirit different questions and listening to his response. And I believe that a way to discern what is or isn't the Lord is by knowing his language. And we learn his language by reading his word. If we want to be powerful believers, we want to be powerful Christians, we need to learn his language. We need to. And it's not just, I'm not trying to force anything on you. You will be empowered by his word. You will be equipped by his word. And when you experience God, you will know his love for you as well. So let's continue reading what, what happens after Moses meets with God. He sets up the tent of meeting. Here we are at verse 9. He says, As he went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and hover at its entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. When the people saw the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they would stand and bow down in front of their own tents. When we spend time, we make a time for the Lord, he shows up. That's That is an amazing promise. He will show up. We're meeting with a real, living, breathing God. When we get to make time for him, we get to encounter him. So, a pillar of cloud would come down and hover at its entrance, and the Lord would speak. So he shows up, and then he speaks. What an amazing promise again that he continues to speak to us. Inside the tent of meeting, so verse 11, inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. 
Afterward, Moses would return to the camp, but the young man who assisted him, Joshua, son of Nun, would remain behind in the tent of meeting. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face. Later on in Deuteronomy, we see that when Moses passed away, when he died, he was honored because of his intimate walk with the Lord. He was honored because he had this relationship with God that was like a friendship. He got to meet with God face to face. And face to face is more of an idiom. It's, it's he had an intimate relationship with the Lord. And so as we meet with him, I believe he's calling us to that face-to-face relationship. And it's not just a calling, but it's a gift. It's a gift that he has for us. It's an opportunity that he's given us. And so we have the opportunity to respond to that and, and receive that gift that he's given us. And then I love, I love uh, how Joshua stays behind in the tent of meeting. He's, he might have some work to do. I don't know. We don't have all the details of why Joshua was, was there, but I believe the reason why it's written in the word is because he stayed behind to stay with the presence of God. He wanted to linger. He wanted to, he wanted to receive the anointing and the blessing that Moses had. And he saw what Moses was doing. Oh, Moses is pursuing the Lord. I'm going to pursue the Lord by 100 billion percent. I'm going to stay there. I'm going to continue to pursue the Lord. And what we see later on is that Joshua receives the blessing of bringing the Israelites into the promised land. The Lord honors Joshua's pursuit. The Lord honors our pursuit of him. When you pursue him, he will always respond. That is his nature. That is what he does. When we pursue our relationship with God, he will meet us with intimacy. He will meet us with friendship. And that's the amazing blessing and opportunity that we have with him. So this is not uh, on the slides, but I still want to read it to you. Moses is having a conversation with the Lord. And he says, if it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Moses is saying, if you are not with me and what I'm doing and what I'm doing with your people, then I don't want to do it. This is not worth doing unless I have your presence with me. Do you have those same conversations with the Lord? I ask myself that, God, do I have that kind of hunger to say, if you're not with me, I'm not going. That's something that, that I, have believe, I believe has helped me grow in my relationship with him, is saying, God, you're before me, you're after me, you're with me, and I don't want to do anything unless it's of you, for you, and with you. 
It is all about him. It is all about our walk with the Lord. After Moses has this conversation with the Lord, he asks God, would you reveal your glory to me? He wants to see the Lord. And God says, I will give you a glimpse. I will just give you a glimpse of it. And moving forward, the Lord asks Moses to come up to the mountain. And so this is where it's going to happen. This is where he's going to be able to see a glimpse of God. He's going to get to see a glimpse of the back of God. He's going to receive a download from heaven. He's going to receive the Ten Commandments. He's going to receive this, this information and get to spend time in the presence once again with God. And the Lord says, Be ready in the morning to climb up Mount Sinai and present yourself to me on the top of the mountain. And I really just wanted to highlight, present yourself to me. Present yourself to me. He wants us to come into his presence wholeheartedly, available, open, with soft hearts, ready to be molded, ready to be spoken to. I believe the Lord is calling us into a place of availability. We want to come into his presence and say, God, I'm here. (laughs) Have your way. And he wants to speak into those places in your heart that you have not revealed to him. We know God is all-knowing, but he still wants us to share our heart with him. And it can be really hard if you've let your heart harden or if you've put different hurts different experiences of your life in boxes that you don't allow God to touch. He wants to go to that box that you've created. He wants to speak into that place and he wants to heal it. He is always about wholeness. He is always about healing. And he is safe. He is loving. I just want to speak to shame right now. I feel like it can be easy to retreat from the Lord when we feel ashamed. Ashamed of our decisions. Ashamed of maybe addictions that we're involved in. Ashamed because we didn't talk to God yesterday like we said we would. Sometimes we have shame based on religion. I believe the Lord wants to break shame off right now in this room. In Jesus' name, shame be removed. You are rebuked in Jesus' name. You are not of the Lord. And you must leave and be obedient to the name of Jesus. The devil always wants to keep us away from the presence of God because he knows that's where there's power. He knows that Being in God's presence will change everything. He knows that being in God's presence for you will bring about wholeness and healing. 
mentally, physically, emotionally. He knows that it brings healing to you and wholeness. And so the devil will always want to keep us away from that. And he does that by shaming us and accusing us. He is the accuser. And in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve sinned, the Lord was walking in the garden and Adam and Eve were hiding from him. Now, God obviously knew where they were, but he said, where are you? He said that because he wanted to be with them. He said that because he, his heart was to be in communion with them. They were hiding and he says, you don't have to hide, I'm here. I'm here. And I just believe that God is wanting to say that to some of you in this room, that you do not need to hide from him because of choices that you've made or are making right now. Can I tell you, you don't have to have been forgiven for your sins yet to come to Jesus. I don't, I don't know why we have that thought. I have to fix everything before I come into the presence of God. Or I have to be free from this addiction or making these bad choices before I come into the presence of God or before I pray or talk to him. He wants to do that process with us. You know, I had a, uh, someone speak prophetically over me uh, that this is last year. And they said, I feel like you have this ball of yarn and it's this giant tangled mess. And you're trying to unravel each bit of yarn and then give that piece of yarn to the Lord. Here you are, I've figured it out, you can have this now. And she told me, you gotta give him the whole yarn. Let him do the untangling. Let him do it, because he will do it in the right process. He will untangle things bit by bit in the process that is going to be most effective and most healing for us. Because often when we untangle it ourselves, We've just created like a new mat over here and maybe a new mat over here. And he wants to do that untangling process with us. And so I just want to encourage you to be available, come into his presence with your whole heart, your whole selves, and allow him to meet you in those different places and allow him to speak the truth. You know, I'm even thinking about Kim sharing her testimony earlier about breaking off lies. The Lord wants to break off lies. He wants you to be effective in his kingdom. He wants you to be free. This is why Jesus died on the cross. He died so that we would be, we would be free and that we would have a relationship with him. Sometimes we, we are stuck, and I say this with love, we are stuck in feeling that we are only redeemed and saved but we forget that we're also reconciled to him and that's the very purpose of the death of his uh, the death on the cross was that we would be reconciled to him which means that we would have that right relationship with him again because it's all about relationship to the lord it's all about intimacy with us that is his very purpose for us and so we can trust that this god who came in and would die so that we could have a relationship with him, is going to be able to handle and heal our junk. He's going to be able to do that. Trust him with, trust him with your addiction. If you're in this room and, and you're struggling with some kind of addiction, trust him with it. 
Allow him to help you. Allow him to heal you. Allow him to be a part of that process. You do not have to fix it before you come to him. And what happens when you come to him is he reveals his nature to you. This is exactly what he does when he reveals his glory to Moses. Uh, in verse, or chapter 34, verse 5, Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with him. And he called out his own name, Yahweh. The Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin. God reveals his name to us. And his name is power. And he will reveal himself in a variety of ways, because he has a variety of characteristics and attributes. And he will reveal himself in that name to you the way you need it. So can we go to the next slide? These are the, some of the names that the Lord has. So we have Yahweh, Jehovah, is I am, I'm self-existing, I'm never changing, I'm faithful. I'm sure you've heard of some of these names of God. We just sang about it. Adonai, my great Lord, El Shaddai, all sufficient. We experienced Yahweh or Jehovah Rapha this morning, the God who heals. Did anyone experience healing this morning? Do you already know whether you experienced healing this morning? Okay, Lord, bring it into completion in Jesus' name. <laughs> Whatever was prayed for this morning, bring it to completion in Jesus' name. The God who heals. I'm going to share a story of how Yahweh Nasham, the God of comfort, showed up for me. I have brought Kleenex with me because I have a very tender heart. And I'm always going to cry. I cry all the time. If, you, if you're just getting to know me, that's what I do. I cry a lot. Um, God is good. It's a good cry. Just so you know. Last October, my sister passed away. And through that grief, I would make a practice of coming to the Lord. I would sit with him. I would talk to him. Ooh, sorry. And he would show up as the God of comfort, Jehovah Nasham. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Jehovah Nasham. Thank you, Lord. And he would come and he would wrap his arms around me and he would weep with me. 
he grieved with me. The greatest comfort I could experience. And he grieved with me. And then he showed me. I'm so sorry if I'm making everybody cry now. <laughs> it wasn't my intention. Um, he would show me through people sharing visions. Um, different pictures of my sister in heaven. An image of butterflies dancing around in a beautiful garden. But one butterfly in particular dancing around in a beautiful garden. And then another vision of her dancing with Jesus. And these are ways that he has shown up as Jehovah Nasham. And when I was saying that my heart was tender, and my heart is tender, is that in and through this process, I refuse to be offended at God. I said, I will not be offended at you. Yes, I will show and reveal my anger to you or my confusion, but I will not be offended, and I will not let anything come between us. And this was a promise I made to God. I was like, I will not let anything come between us because what I want more than anything else is your presence. What I want more than anything else is to be with you. And when we come available, when we pursue him, he will show up in just the way that we need. As Jehovah Jireh, he will show up if we are feeling a lack of provision, he will show up. He will show up. And this is a testimony I have. <laughs> because in that place, when I wasn't sure what to do, how to feel, how to think, he showed up, and he just said, I am here. Oh. His presence is everything. It's everything. And having an encounter with him over and over again creates this momentum in your relationship and develops this intimacy. And I had that intimacy before this, before this happened last year. And I was so grateful that I had developed a practice of being with the Lord. I had a firm foundation and a firm faith that God is always good. And because of that, I believe I was able to remain unoffended at him. And I was able to remain steadfast and faithful. But that's all by his grace and all by his love that he's continued to pour out on me. He wants to encounter you in just the way that you need. Maybe not the way that you expect, but the way you need. And that's what he wants to do. I want to encourage you to continue to pursue him. Continue to push through. 
don't settle like joy was saying earlier don't don't just settle for sunday i mean we have an awesome sunday here it's pretty good we have a good time <laughs> but but don't make sunday your only intimate time with the lord this this should be a time with the community and the lord but let your time privately with the Lord fill you so that Sunday we're just overflowing with <laughs> on everybody <laughs> that we can heal the sick out of the overflow of the Holy Spirit that resides in us I'm having trouble transitioning this moment Darian as he's been um, encouraging in his teaching for for us speaking but this next, uh, this next part of this process of being available and being tender and everything is, is learning that he is Lord. He is good at his job. He is better than you at being God. I know it's hard to believe. Sometimes... If I'm honest, sometimes I'm like, hey, God, but why don't we do it like this instead? He is better at his job. He is better at it than we are. And so this next step in being intimate with God and developing your relationship with him and your pursuit of him is, is him being Lord and you are not. I want you to think about it yourself, reflect is he Lord of your life? Is he Lord of your finances? Is he Lord of your thoughts? Is he Lord of your time? Is he Lord or are you? In Exodus, uh, at verse 14, so we can continue, it says, you must worship no other gods, for the Lord, whose very name is Jealous, is a God who is jealous about his relationship with you. He wants to be so close to you. He wants your attention, your affection, that he's even jealous when you're not giving that to him. <laughs> he wants and desires your relationship, your time. And we need to surrender our lordship to him. We need to lay down our crowns and give them over to him. So I'm going to move on to the, uh, verse 28. Moses remained there on the mountain. So even after all this happened, Moses remained there on the mountain with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. And on all that time, he ate no bread and drank no water. And the Lord wrote the terms of the covenant, the Ten Commandments, on the stone tablets. When Moses came down Mount Sinai, carrying the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, he wasn't aware that his face had become radiant because he had spoken with the Lord key things here is he remained there. So even after that amazing and epic encounter, he remained there and he fasted. And the Lord downloaded information. We're going to dig into that a little bit in a minute here. But when Moses came down, he 
shone. His face was radiant. He was reflecting the glory of the Lord. And when we think about being kingdom builders, and when we think about sharing the love of Christ with others, it is in that time when we are intimate with him that he begins to work within us and we can go out and reflect him to the world. I think often we think so much about how can I be more patient? How can I be more kind? How can I do this or that? How can I be more loving to others? Spend time with the Lord, be loved by the Lord, be available to him, be available for correction, be available and surrender to him, and you will begin to reflect him. Your nature will become like his nature. You will begin to be more patient. You'll begin to be more kind. You'll begin to be more compassionate. This is, this is a part of his process of renewing our minds and putting a new heart within us. This is part of his process. He had to, Moses had to wear a veil because of that glory, because of that radiance on his face. He ended up having to wear a veil because it was too bright for others. But whenever, so we're going to continue reading 34, but whenever he went into the tent of meeting to speak with the Lord, he would remove the veil until he came out again. Then he would give the people whatever instructions the Lord had given him, and the people of Israel would see the radiant glow of his face. So he would put the veil over his face until he returned to speak with the Lord. A few things that I love about this. Once again, after all of these amazing encounters with God, he went back to be with the Lord and spent time with him in the tent of meeting, which might feel really lame compared to Mount Sinai, top of the mountain, seeing the glory of God. But he's like, well, I'm still going to come back to the tent of meeting and meet with my Lord. I'm going to continue to make this a practice of spending time with God. And you know what? God wasn't done. He's not done with your epic, your epic encounter. He wants to continue to pour out encounters on you. He wants to continue to pour out his love on you. He's not done. And so what he does here, what the Lord does is he actually downloads instruction. He downloads information into Moses. And he gives him instruction on how to do his job as leader. He gives him insight and wisdom into how to lead and how to fulfill the purpose God has given him. And this is what the Lord does. I believe the Lord is wanting to release information to you. He wants to release his downloads, his holy downloads of information, insight, solutions to the problems you're experiencing. He wants to download that information and, and help you solve your problems. Even if they seem like silly tasks, he wants to download. He wants to give that to you. Yes. How many of you would like a holy download from the Lord? Yeah? Okay, keep your hand up. Lord Jesus, I just pray that you would speak 
your holy download into your people today, God. I pray that you would give creative abilities that they have never experienced before. I pray that you would give them clear instructions and wisdom and discernment that they could have never thought of on their own, Lord, but that's clearly your download, your thoughts, your ideas. Yes, Lord, I pray for anointed ideas for these wonderful people in this room. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, God. He is calling us to pursue him. He is calling us to be available to him. No, this is the last message of the Surrender series. Not saying this is your last opportunity to surrender, but it's your last opportunity of this series to surrender to the Lord. I would invite you, I would implore you, to take that next step of faith right now in your thoughts, in prayer. I'm going to lead you in a prayer in a moment where you are going to say to the Lord with a posture of surrender, I am available to do your will, Lord. I am available. So I'm going to pray over you right now. So if you, if you would like to commit to your availability and surrender, I invite you to put your hands out in front of you or you can raise your hands above your head. Whichever, whichever means surrender to you, whatever posture is, is surrender for you. Lord Jesus, we commit to making it a practice to spend time with you, Lord. We commit to pursuing you, pursuing your presence, God, and we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you meet us where we're at. We thank you, Lord, that we don't have to perfect ourselves to be with you. We thank you, God, that you wanna do this process with us. You partner with us. You want to do life with us, God. We thank you. And so we commit to being available to you right now, Jesus. We surrender our will to yours and say, you are Lord. I am not. You are Lord. I am not. And I surrender to you. And I make myself available to you, Jesus. surrender I surrender the tender places in my heart I surrender the dark rooms of my heart I surrender the negative thinking I surrender the lies that for some reason I've agreed with them, I surrender those lies to you. And I break off agreement with them. In Jesus' name. 
Lord, I promise to not be offended at you. I promise to not pull away from you when you are drawing me near. Lord, I will pursue you all the days of my life. I will pursue your presence like Moses pursued you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We're going to sing a song, and it's really a song of surrender. It's a song of wanting nothing but his presence. And I encourage you, anytime we're singing, anytime we're, we're in worship, I encourage you to mean what you say. Mean what you're singing. Pursue the words. Pursue the heart behind what you're singing. And let him encounter you. Let him encounter you right now. If you are resisting the encounter, let him encounter you right now in Jesus' name.